This time on Matters. Marketing 101. I don't know about that Holocaust, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The houses that October built. (laughs) I love that you'll never make a reference to that again. And all this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to them. I'm Matt Noss. With me at the table is Matt Rose. How you doing, Matty? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. It's uh, We're back in format. We're back in doing what we do best. Talking yeah, to each having other. having a guest. Yeah. And having a guest on yeah. the show. Doing what we do best. Getting other people to <laughs> fill up the time. Isn't that what life is, really? You know what I mean? Just things to distract us until the end. That is exactly what yeah. it's all about. Mm-hmm. This is a nihilism episode, guys. Right. Get ready to drill into the center of the earth because yeah. joining us on the show today, you may know him from his long-running podcast, <laughs> which has been mysteriously missing for the last year. The, that, the mystery will be solved tonight. That we will talk about the After Improv podcast. And you can catch his directorial debut of Totally Recalled, the best of remixes and deep cuts from the Planet Ant student sketch show that opens September 7th at the Planet Ant Theater. Tickets at planetant.com. Please welcome to the show, Tony Augusti. I'm clapping for myself. Do it. You are welcome to clap yeah. for yourself. See, you gave the plug at the beginning, so I'll see you guys later. All yeah. right. Yeah. You Shortest got episode in history. Papa yeah. got what yeah. he needed. I know. It's all about networking and, you know, impressions and conversions, guys. Right. I mean, in this day of clicks and likes, yeah. you got to matters. Yeah. You got to get it. Nothing is more important than being liked. Well, I'll tell you right now, and that is... Come on. Yeah. We all know it to be yeah. true. Well, you've talked about that on past episodes. I've I've listened to many, <laughs> many episodes. So you you are you're an old school matters head. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we call it. I watched the evolution, you know, of the you know you've as, seen as us- matters has expanded, the universe has expanded. Matters has gone from okay, we're gonna have guests to Matt and I just talking at each other for almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, it was that. It long. was. We've been yeah. doing matters for a, over more three than years. Episodes, no, right? I just mean like I didn't know that it was just the the two of us and Eric for that long. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. I, for some reason I I thought we, we had a lot more guests. We sprinkled in guests like Lauren would show up for a double. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then you would have like uh, some of the human amusements people like PJ and Jen Hansen. Mm-hmm. Shout outs, guys. Shout outs, always shouting. <laughs> yeah, always out. Yeah, yeah. Um. But Tony had he had a show called After Improv. <laughs> they talked to local improvisers, mm-hmm. and last year you put out your Mark Evan Jackson episode, yes. our biggest then, guest ever, and then <laughs> radio wow, you got, silence. You got you got Mark Evan Jackson in. Yeah. Wow. And he yeah. was great. And you know we we realized we'd never do an episode better than that. So that was it. No. Uh, the, our show was a podcast that also went through an evolution. So okay. like, we started out maybe like the first like four, four to six months uh, just talking amongst each other. It was me, uh, John Yar, Heather Anonymous. Uh, she's a social worker, so she wants to be anonymous, and Jim Harper. And we were all taking classes together, and we go out to the bar and talk and, you know, bullshit and whatever. We can swear on this, right? Absolutely. No. All right. It no. isn't a podcast yeah. unless you ask if you can swear. Yeah. <laughs> so we go out to the bar, shit, fuck, cunt, and then, like, talk about <laughs> improv. <laughs> and, yeah. No. And uh, <coughs> improv and stuff. And then Jim said one day, hey, we should 
do a podcast about this. And I'd never done a podcast. I never had a desire to do one. But he's like, I know audio. And John Yar's like, yeah, I know audio too. And then the, so they're like, okay, so we do it at my house. And they're like, yeah, we don't know anything about audio. So, <laughs> so I just had to figure out like our first episode was taped on my phone. And then I slowly expanded to a mixing board and then like a Zoom recorder and all these mics and stuff. And then it, it, the idea originally was to follow like our journey through improv because we we're all very shy people and we we're very shy about asking guests. And then eventually, I think our first big guest I would consider is Mike McGettigan, who's my teacher at the time. Uh, he's an instructor and uh, he's been on Detroit. You've met him. Yeah. Mike's we, been on here or he's, he's been, been on, on transmissions. transmissions. He okay, did okay. the famous uh, Bo Gums episode. Oh, that's, I couldn't, I didn't know that that, I, I remembered that he was on, but I couldn't remember which episode it was. Yes. But, oh, I remember that episode very clearly. Yeah. And then our podcast shifted from there to becoming interviewing guests about improv, you know, mm-hmm. like, and talking to them, they got steadily longer, like, going to, like, two, sometimes three hours. We'd break them up into pieces. We uh, used to do that, yeah. Yeah. And... And then it was it was going well, and then Matt also gave us a big boost by coming on. He approached us to come on, and he said, "Hey, I'll help you get guests." And he got us like a lot of the like the Go people or Human Amusements people. Oh, nice. Kind of like yeah. So I always appreciate that, Matt. You know, oh, and he you. asked me onto this podcast, which is also a rarity. Like I had a lot of people on from other podcasts, and it was just sort of like, "All right, I'll see you later, man." You know, I'm just like, "All right, you know, <laughs> what are you gonna do?" Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I guess I'm not a good networker or something. You know, I offended them, but uh, uh, no, you know what it is is I always have to remember that if I've been on a show, I should ask somebody to be on the show back. Yeah. Like, sometimes I just think, like, well, they, they want to be on their show. They they wouldn't want to come on my show. Yeah. I, it's, like, it's just self-defeating, just, like, lighting a stick of dynamite in your hand and yeah, forgetting yeah. to throw it. Yeah. No, I, I would like to. I would have liked it. This is my first experience being on a show, like, where of somebody that's been on uh, my podcast. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, but you know, I'm not bitter. It's cool. But anyway, well, uh, it would be aimed at other people. Yeah, that's right. You're you're in the clear. Yeah, you guys are golden. (laughs) No, but uh, and then we were all in improv up until that point. At the point of the Mark Evan Jackson episode, which was about a year ago, um, I was still in improv. Uh, Heather had taken a break. Jim and John were kind of doing things here and there. But after that, everybody sort of stopped doing improv except for me. You know, I, oh, wow. I, okay. yeah, the Planet Inn has uh, this thing called the farm team. It's like a developmental team. I had just gotten on that in August, so I started doing more stuff with that. And then nobody's doing anything, so it almost became... And Because I took a break to be on the farm team. I was in a show. I was doing a lot of stuff, so I took a break for a couple months. And then after that, nothing... Nobody was doing improv anymore, so it was kind of... And, I mean, frankly, some of the people on the podcast, they were a little bored with it, you know? So, which was fine. You know what I mean? Like, I, I did this for fun, not for something... You know, I never had any like big grand designs about it. It was just something that started and got much bigger than any of us ever imagined. You know what I mean? To get Mark Evan Jackson on, you know, like on the podcast, people like Jamie Moyer and Nancy Hayden, like you know, Mark, whatever, like oh, yeah. people that we were all like, wow, that's great. And uh, it really like helped me meet a lot of people, you know, like people that didn't know me. Uh, we're like, oh yeah, you do after improv. And even today, people come up to me and they're like, hey, I listened to this. I was going to have this person as a teacher. And I listened to that episode, so thanks. Like, it really helped me get to know that person. I was like, oh, that's the greatest, you know? So I leave it up there, and I might be doing a podcast soon coming up, like, without those guys, but uh, it, it had a good run. The only thing that kills me is I wanted it to get to 100 episodes, and it didn't. We were, like, 94, 95, and I was like, ah! You gotta be like, guys, give me six. Yeah. But, so, you know, I didn't want to force it. And, and like I said, I'm still friends with all these guys. We all hang out. You know what I mean? But well, it's just I'm just the only one really doing improv anymore. 
Is your podcast going to be called After After Improv? Yeah, no. Uh, play, yeah, but it's a great name. Yeah, people uh, people have talked about talked about doing that. They approached me. They're like, you know, I should do a podcast about your podcast and just call it After After Improv. That was like the running joke. They just like 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 an after show. If you right. listen to Howard Stern, like a wrap up show about. Uh, you know, like the, the after improv and what we talked about. Exactly. And the fights we had. It's on Nerdist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like your show isn't. Yeah, yeah. But the after, after improv <laughs> yeah, show yeah. is. It's like, yeah, you have to go to another channel for that. Hardwick's like, I got to get them all. Yeah. How do you feel about, how do you guys feel about him? Change, I changed the subject a lot about him getting reinstated because I guess they're uh, executive producer and a bunch of people quit. A bunch of people. I was actually reading about it today. Yeah. Um, Where a, a bunch of people were just like... <laughs> You didn't even interview the woman who made the accusations. Oh, they didn't? No. Oh, wow. And she even had like a, oh, I don't want to say a press release because mm-hmm. it was like a blog posting or whatever. Yeah. But she was like, they never even asked me. So that right there tells you everything I need to say about this whole thing. Yeah, that's shitty. Um, Where, yeah, like I, I used to watch all the, you know, talking dead, talking Saul, whatever stuff. And I just stopped all of it, because I mean, mm. if you, if you read what she said, I did read it, and yeah. other people backed up her story, and like she had stuff to back up what she was saying. I no, I'm I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I you know, like I said, I'm very conflicted, I guess, because I saw her you know thing, and then he released like these you know messages saying that you know she was messaging him and asking you know for him to like come back to her like after they had yeah. broken up, and and that doesn't yeah, I know it doesn't mean that, but you know, but it's like. I, it's just a very what I what shocked me or not shocked me but just surprised me was guilty or not like as soon as that thing came out they like they stripped him from the website like they you know put him on leave from that thing in a matter of hours so it's like <laughs> if it's not true you know I kind of tend to believe that you know I always thought Chris Harvick is a weird guy you know what I mean I, I don't know him from just like watching him uh, or things I saw him in and I don't know it's to me it's like a very scary time you know. It well, I, I, if I you're get, a creep, I guess it's yeah. a scary time. I, I get what you're, yeah. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but like AMC and NBC, they didn't fire him, they suspended while they did the investigation. Yeah, so he was still getting paid that whole time. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to forgive me. If I cry or if I don't cry myself to sleep while he was off doing whatever the fuck he wanted, getting paid more than I will get paid for the next couple of years. Yeah. You know, so sorry for you, Chris Hardwork, you yeah. millionaire. Yeah. And no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> defending him, but yeah, that's like that to me. I, yeah. It was, uh, I, I, I do understand what you mean, but I, I also agree with Matt that like, if, if you're not a creep, you have nothing to worry about. But I also understand that there is, there's always, there's always this far off. I, I'm thinking of the lead singer of Bright Eyes. Mm. Lead singer of Bright Eyes, Connor uh, Connor Oberst. Oberst yeah. yeah, I don't know how to pronounce. Got that. got accused of rape by a woman. Oh, he did. I didn't hear the yeah. story. And it it went. It was going to. And he was like adamantly like no, no, no. And eventually the woman was like no. He, mm-hmm. he never did this. I did this. But for every one of those, yeah. there there are way, 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 way more yeah. on th- the other side. It, right? And I think the, the more important part for me is that we just start having this conversation of 
like, hey, you know, like when you were a kid and they were like, eh, don't let anybody touch you in the swimsuit area. Yeah. Like, you know, like <laughs> that we have a more appropriate conversation of what people are comfortable with. Yeah. And uh, I remember having this conversation with Jen Hansen a bunch of times where like after after it first started mm-hmm. and then it really started picking up steam and then it started to like splinter off into different things. Um, I really stepped back and like looked at all the interactions that I can remember having with women since I was, you know, in college and just thinking like, Oh man, like I definitely get why someone would have thought that I was being a real creep and, you know, it wasn't what I meant but that doesn't mean that it was not taken, you know, yeah. the the completely wrong way. And so that really has made me think about all the interactions I've had and it has definitely influenced how I act now. Mm. Oh um, yeah, I would say the same. I mean, um not that I don't consider myself to be a creepy person, like a guy, you know, like mm-hmm. like weird or inappropriate, but usually in terms of like jokes that I make, but not not necessarily sexual jokes, you know, but mm-hmm. it's just like it does like I think just comedy in general, it makes you think twice about doing certain things nowadays, mm-hmm. like saying certain things. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember going to a show at Planet Ant where it was about a family of racists and the audience was getting offended by the racists, you know, but it's like the show is about a racist family and how like mm-hmm. what assholes they are. But the audience is like, oh, man, come on, you know, and stuff It's like. You still, I still think you need the right to portray, people have right in art to be portray assholes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, I think that if you looked at All in the Family, that show would never get made today. No, it would. And I mean, I know that uh, that Norman Lear is looking at remaking. Oh, really? Of, yeah, remaking a bunch of things, and he's I, he just got well, like, he just signed for a, a contract or mm-hmm. something very recently to kind of revisit the things. That he did because he already revisited uh, one day at a time, mm-hmm. and so you know you you have to look at all in the family and and even Maud right and all those other shows and wonder how they would get made today, and you know say what you will about the times we have now, I I think the times that they were happening in were also pretty fucking bananas mm-hmm. and you know all in the family was was not that far removed from people getting hit with fire hoses and not being allowed to vote right True. so we have we have bad shit going on now but i think that for a show of that time to do the things they did was really ballsy and for oh, carol yeah. o'connor mm-hmm. to portray that character as someone completely different from who he was, was, I don't want to say ballsy because I already said ballsy, but that was, that was really, it was courageous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was testicle <laughs> It was nut filled. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, he made a vast difference. Ooh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh he was know, a real culper's gland. Yeah. Was- 
All right, you win. <laughs> no, well, you know. Yeah. You're, you're going into parts of myself I didn't know existed. So, <laughs> But anyway, that's how the After Improv podcast ended, guys. So, <laughs> I, I was waiting. I was like, this is going to turn around. Yeah. Next, I want to talk about abortion. Okay. Let's All right. Well, yeah. something, something casual. Yeah. Okay. Something real light. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so I planted Amp. They started their own podcast network and they've yeah. uh, approached me about maybe doing something in the future. Oh, cool. That'd I mean, the hardest thing was, as you know, like I, the editing, you know, I would spend those episodes are long. I'd spend like, you know, six, seven hours a week. You were meticulous. Yeah. You, like, Matters is very much a running gun. Yeah. Like, you'll, will, you will see nearly all of this. Okay. If you re listen, you will hear nearly all of this mm-hmm. unless there's anything that you later go, yeah. like, Nope, take that out. Yeah. Please take that out. Of course I will. Well, if you could cut out the stuff I said like two minutes ago about the Holocaust. You know? yeah. So if you don't, if you listen, if you don't hear it, yeah, leave this part in. If people didn't hear it, I mean, I said some pretty weird, you know, radical stuff, you know. Real. It's just my beliefs, you know. <laughs> it's like in that Rick and Morty episode where Rick was talking about Israel. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, all I'm saying, it is in a place that is a very difficult to understand situation. Yeah, that's why I like to come on podcasts and just ruin my reputation. Like, yeah, let me defend Chris Hardwick and then pretend I made jokes about the Holocaust. You know, so. <laughs> anyway, catch my show, guys. Coming up. September this 7th. This is how you promote, kids. Planetant.com. Yeah. I need to have uh, McGettigan on. I should invite him because I would love to talk to him about the, the the podcast network. Yeah. I was not able to make it to um, the, the kickoff party. Yeah, it was fun. It's I, fairly I was difficult for me to get out of the house. Yeah, you should consider any you know extracurricular activities as a big success as a new father. Right, uh, mainly because of my desire to stay here is why it's difficult for me to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'll walk outside and I'll be like, "She's gonna do something real cute, and I'm gonna miss it." <laughs> does Catherine like send you things like while you're at work? Of oh things, like, yeah, of she milestones. Does. Like, have you had the discussion about the first step? Like when Rosemary, who I met uh, before, adorable and loves American Ninja Warrior. Who knew? Yes, at five and a half months, huge fan. Yeah. And uh, but like when she has her first steps, is she? Because I found out daycares do this. Like if the kid has their first step, like at daycare, they the workers will not tell the parents. Like, they'll just say, go home and, you know, like, won't even mention it. They're like, so go home and have your first step. So, will Catherine, you think, will she if send Catherine, you a video? If or will Catherine she just, sees yeah, it, yeah. that's fair play. Okay. I don't need to see it to know okay. that she had her first step. Because she sat up without me. Okay. Um, but Catherine will send me pictures. Because Catherine works from home as well. Oh, okay. Um, so, we do have a nanny. The nanny mm-hmm. situation is now under control. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we had a big to-do uh, about trying to get a nanny. Have you talked about it on the podcast? I don't know if we, we have. We have not. So, we, when we when we had Rosemary, we knew that eventually we would get a nanny. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of the timing didn't exactly work out because uh, time kind of stands still and goes incredibly fast. When you when you have the baby, because it's like a hundred percent of your focus is on it. Yeah. So every day feels like oh, we made it through another one, but then the baby's three months old, and Catherine's supposed to be going back to work. Hmm. And although we had talked about the nanny and and started to do the research, we didn't have it in place. So Catherine went back to work, and we were nannyless. So our our parents stepped in very graciously, and between Catherine. Truly, like pulling double duty, working 
taking care of Rosemary or my mom coming over or Catherine going over to my mom's. Is this the first grandkid on either it side? It is. It is. Okay, that's so a big plus. It's it a is. huge. They're, they're thirsting for it. I think. <laughs> well, were your parents thirsting for grandkids or Catherine's? My mom and my mother-in-law and father-in-law had been cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. Nary a, when are they coming, to be found. My mother once said, you know I want grandkids. Mm. But that was about as far as they took it. Uh, my estranged father, him on the other hand, was like, well, when, you, when you're cranking them out. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. well, I don't know why you want us to have something that you're never going to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> biology, man. Propagation of the species. Exactly. Yeah. We need another nose. That's right. Uh, show me a wiener. Show me nothing. <laughs> uh, was he pressuring you on gender? He was like, no, uh, he wasn't. He you wasn't. can do something. Put in a good word, you know. Like, yeah, I just, uh, I, this is just me having known your dad for so long. I wouldn't want him anywhere near a daughter. Right. Well, <laughs> You're going to uh, have to explain that a little bit. Well, my <laughs> dad's a, a monster. Uh, um, yeah, well, that's right. You don't have contact with your dad, right? Well, I do, limited. You do? Okay. have limited contact. I oh, you do. do? Okay. So he has met Rosemary. Oh, okay. But when he held her, um, it was as if... I handed the baby to you, and you didn't know how to hold the baby. Yeah. I know how to hold babies. They just cry when I hold them, and it gives me a complex. Right. But, like, you know that thing where guys will just raise their shoulders straight up, and they'll have the baby in their hands in front of their (laughs) face? It's like they're in the world's (laughs) weirdest bodybuilding show, and they're, like, flexing. They're, like, yeah, but they're holding a baby. But, like, not in, like, if you handed me a, if you handed me a baby five years ago, that is probably what you would have gotten from me yeah high mm-hmm. high holding baby being like please don't do anything other than lay here yeah <laughs> let's just have this awkward couple seconds before mm-hmm. i hand you back um he gave me one of those with my daughter and i was like does that surprise you though do you think your dad, do you think your dad ever held you or doug so that is the it hit me like a bolt of lightning because yes i did matt i did think he held us um, because I just remember my dad being around a lot when I yeah. was a kid. And then I called my mom and I was like, did dad ever hold us when we were babies? And she's like, no. <laughs> oh, wow. He considered it babysitting if he watched you two. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's that's your dad. Now I'm just imagining your mom like giving your dad like 15 bucks. You know, you want me to drive you home to your parents? Right. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, very, it was very like, oh. What? That's a, that's a weird one. Like, I've heard, like, you know, our parents, because we were around the same age, like our parents' generation, there were, like, it was more common for men to not even, like, change a diaper. You know? Right. Yeah. But to not yeah. hold you, that's like, uh, my, there going are back pictures. to that biology thing, you'd think you want to hold that kid, you know? Yeah. There are, there are pictures. And, you know, I mean, you know, my dad. My dad doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would be super into babies. I've always but, thought that. But <laughs> old Bob I assume Rose. you're talking to me when you're saying my dad. <laughs> well, you know I, my dad. <laughs> uh but my there are pictures of my dad holding like us. Uh, I mean granted he's smoking a pipe while he's doing it. Oh I think pipes are cool. Pipes are cool. Pipes. I keep waiting for someone. Maybe it exists, but I think they should come out like you know with vaping. They should have like a vape pipe where you have like a cartridge and then you can and just like that See, Pop personally, I would I would do it if I was able to put dish soap in. <laughs> dish soap? Just so I could just blow in and then bubbles would come out. Yeah, that's a, also a good idea. I, I mean, I know is, I, yeah. I know that I'm like over 40 years old, and that you would look ridiculous, but I still yeah. kind of want to do it. 
Um, Guys, this is the beginning of a startup. We're documenting it here. <laughs> Bubble pipe. Bubble yeah. Pipes. yeah. Bub pipe. <laughs> bub pipe. It's a new app. Yeah. <laughs> Find fellow bu- uh, bub pipers in your area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connect. I'm bub hub. You know? <laughs> I'm bub hub. Yeah. Make a community. Yeah. It's like it changed my life. I found my people. I found my tribe. <laughs> bub hub changed yeah. my life. Yeah. What do you think the overlap is between bronies and bub? Oh, high, high overlap. Highs. Yeah. yeah. You know what? We would debut this. <laughs> There's a Venn di- yeah. diagram that has fedoras, yeah. neck, <laughs> neck beers, yeah. and bub pipes. We would definitely send a street team to like FurryCon in Pittsburgh every year. So <laughs> all the plushies and furries. I have a sister that lives in Pittsburgh, and my brother-in-law was telling me about that. Like every year, they have like a plushy furry convention. Oh wow! Um, and then you know, not judging, but judging, and uh, <laughs> it's like small enough to like like handle there you know like the group but he said you know you'll walk around the streets and then see people just walking in you know full costumes if you don't know what plushie and furries is people that like to dress up in like mascot costumes and and, (laughs) yeah and have sex and um i've heard you know i don't know if the sex is a hundred percent no required yeah but it's but it's i've heard many a tale it is a just under the surface yeah right but he said that the hotels there put out like bowls of like food and water like so they can pretend they're animals and like eat like in the lobby i mean they they know they know that the mouths on those out like those outfits don't work right well maybe yeah again it is part of the kink yeah i always think of that the illusion i always think of that um hbo's sex show i forgot real sex real Real sex sex, yeah where they talk about the people who want to be horses Oh, like the horseplay yeah, ones, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's the guys who like put a bridle on their back and mm-hmm. <laughs> women ride them. It's a thing. See, it makes me wish. Like, I don't, I don't, I feel very vanilla. I don't. I have, am like, like, so yeah, like. I don't have a good kink like that. You know what I mean? Like wanting to be spanked or you know, fetish stuff. Not my thing. Matt Rowe is strangely quiet. Strange. <laughs> my my personal share? life is my personal. Right. There it is. Fair enough. But uh, but um, this isn't kink cast. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, I I I did get brought called to you by out. Bub Pipe. <laughs> kink cast by Bub Pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Meet fellow freaks just like you. Yeah. Not to be confused with Butt Pipe. That's a different product, guys. We're not butt pipe. our not yeah. our product at all. B U B Bub Bub. <laughs> um. Though you, when you said freak a couple seconds ago, you know exactly where my brain went. Um, But uh, I got called out a couple weeks ago for kink shaming somebody, but it was the Republican down south that wrote the uh, the Bigfoot porn. Oh yeah, I heard about this, and I like I I eventually felt a little bad where it was like yeah you know. I probably shouldn't have laughed so hard at this guy. But then it was like, this guy probably kink shames everybody. So, you know, turnabout's fair play. Yeah. It's all about rationalizing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's what gets you through the days. <laughs> it's it's funny that you, you mentioned, like, I kink shamed somebody and somebody called you out on it. Because that feels like... You aren't that person. You know what I mean? You're, you're, I don't know how to say this because you're just going to yeah, sound but, like a monster. But yeah, but everybody has a capacity to be that person. We're all assholes once in a while. Some of us more than other. Both of you are looking directly at me. Well, so, yeah. you are talking. <laughs> I mean, you kidding. did, you I'm did just, point yeah. at me when you said some more. Than yeah. Others, yeah. Where it was like, he has listened to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, uh, 
When I'm not watch, listening to the podcast, I'm watching The Stream. The Stream. That was an yeah, awesome thanks, one. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, but yeah, like I think we all shame each other. You know what I mean? Like I do this thing where I shame people that smoke, but it's not on purpose. Like, you know, in improv, I feel like there's a higher number of smokers. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, like there's a certain group of people that smoke. I'm like, oh, they're the smokers. But then when I found out, find out that somebody smokes and I didn't know, I always go like this. I'm like, you smoke like so <laughs> and i'm not like accusing them i'm just so surprised i'm like oh yeah. i didn't think you smoked but they're always like what what's wrong like, don't judge me i'm like i'm not judging you it's like it's just a flaw i have it's just like i'm so surprised <laughs> like oh my god i just thought smoking. you were smart and yeah. you're apparently not <laughs> <laughs> hey like not. we we all have our addictions i have uh <laughs> i have food addictions you know well i shouldn't say that because i don't really have food addictions but i i make bad choices <laughs> you <know>, buddy <laughs> yeah fist bum pop, pop the mic picks it up yeah <laughs> Um, no, what I, what I was thinking of is it's that balance of being authentically yourself with knowing when to shut the fuck up about something. Yeah, like because I think sometimes like you're just like I'm just being me. You're dumb. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that shirt's ugly. Yeah, <laughs> and Sasquatch porn's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being me. There's a comic that has a bit about that. He's like, yeah, hey, remember the cool kid in like the class in high school? Was just That's really Perbiglia. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you're gay. You're dumb. I'm out of here. You know? <laughs> he had the tightest five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, everybody wanted to be that guy. Oh, yeah. Were you guys like funny in school, like class clowns? I, I wasn't. I was-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, depending on the class. Some classes, like I Mad wouldn't. nodding vigorously. Yeah, some classes I wouldn't talk at all. Other classes it would be like, oh, I can do this here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt knows that like I was one of those approval. You've talked about approval that. Junkies. Yeah, you, yeah, where you, it's like laughter. Yeah, laughter equaled liking. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, here we go. Just flop sweating, just yeah. trying to make jokes. <laughs> Have you guys heard of that Bo Burnham movie, Eighth Grade? I want to yeah. see it. Yeah, I, I just saw it on Sunday, and the movie is kind of all about that. Kind of like the phase everybody goes through of like really wanting to be liked, and and also even if you're not liked, kind of lying to yourself and putting on this thing of like I am cooler than I think I am. You know, like <laughs> I think we all do, that. and then you get painfully reminded. But it's very cringy. You know, it's just like they they definitely like inflamed my nerd scars. Like when I was watching that movie, I was like, I I went to watch it with my cousin uh, Tess. Shout out to her. She doesn't listen to podcasts, and. Uh, like we were sitting up in the like the seat, and then by the end of the movie, we were both like slumped over. We like slid down, like so, <laughs> like our head was just like poking above the top because we were just like, oh my god, you know. But right. it's a good, it's worth watching. I'm a big fan of Bo Burnham. I think he's like one of the smarter comics out there. He is, uh, and he was smart enough to kind of be like, I think I've done enough at the stand up. I'm gonna try to make my art in different ways. Yeah, and he's only 27. It's crazy. Yeah, he's fucking genius. I know. That um, fucker. But I have a, <laughs> but I have a question for you yeah. that kind of comes out of that mm-hmm. is, do you think nerddom and fandom has changed for the worse? Yes. Yes. Uh, I answered his question. Yeah. But no, that's I, fine. I, I take it as a group question. I also thought you were talking to me earlier, so we just had bad spatial, you know, recognition. So. Uh, yeah, I think part of it is just culture itself. Culture, especially in America, has become more tribal. You know, mm-hmm. before this was yeah. part about like open mindedness, but now it's like, no, 
I, you know, I believe this. I'm only going to like read things that reinforce what I believe. You know, it's, yeah. it's so much like I think part of me as a person changing like, you know, in my 20s or whatever, like the way I looked at the world was rather I think up until that point, I was always trying to be right. And then after that, I was like, I just want to understand, mm. you know, so uh, definitely I'll argue about stuff and I'll be right about stuff. And people that know me know I celebrate like being right about stuff, you know, <laughs> just like just the dumbest things, you know, like if I guess like where you went to school or something or where you grew up, I'd be like, yes. And they're like, why do you care? Like, because I love being right, you know, but I don't have to be right. You know, like I'm wrong all the time. But it's like I think you you learn more about yourself and other people if you just try and understand like, OK, well, I don't agree with why like this person hates me, you know, because I'm not the same color as him. But. How did he get there? Why is he like that? You know, like even these things about the school shooters, it's like it's deplorable. Just like what's going on? Why is it happening now versus not so much, you know, in the past? Mm-hmm. So that's a long answer to your question, which I already forgot. No, it was <laughs> about fandom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More tribal. Uh, well, yeah. So let's 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 talk about that. Mm-hmm. So when you say more tribal, what do you what do you mean? What I mean is like tying your identity into a concept or an idea like for example like sports you know like if the lines and i worked in sports for many years like right working, i was yeah, sports so, is kind of like yeah the biggest tribe yeah that's starting to lose some of its yeah. uh, unless it's the nba but yeah yeah like nfl for a while was the benchmark in american tribalism yeah i mean it still is in terms of like the money raised and it's it's crazy i mean and it's also one of the most evil uh organizations uh in terms of like it's very much about money you know like corporations yeah. corporations also are like kind of like the new tribes too it's like oh i'm pro like android like you know if somebody ever tries to fight me with like oh you have an iphone i only use android phones i'm like dude i don't care you know what i mean i buy <laughs> apple phones but it's like i'm not tying my identity up in that but just even like the lines like unfortunately i still am a lions fan you and, and me both <laughs> yeah and it's like every year it's like i have this weird even this season i'm like eh, they might do it this year but it's like in my heart i like no they're gonna they're gonna break my heart but i still am planning to go to the patriots game with a couple friends <laughs> you know it's just like it, it's it's horrible but it's like it's also more i think also just the way society is like more like capitalism and i'm not like a cap a communist like i've my parents are of Indian, you know from india i should i was gonna say of indian descent i'm like no they're from india i'm of india <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were in like yugoslavia and they moved to india then here you know but uh like they i've seen socialism at work you know and i don't think it works it's like i think capitalism even like you know uh like China, it, it, they're not really truly communist systems. They're like modified communist systems where <laughs> they allow capitalism in, you know. Right. But the problem with capitalism is it will destroy all resources. Like, so that's the goal of capitalism. Like, it'll exhaust all resource in the name of profit until it's gone. Well, it's you know? an inherently immoral system, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's very hard also, but everybody is bought into that. You know what I mean? And I think you see, like, in terms of when I'm going back to tribalism, is that people are more like unhappier than ever you know so in desperation or whatever they tie their identity up in something that they don't necessarily control you know because i hate my job but i love the lions so i'm going to worship the lions or you know uh my marriage is terrible uh my kids don't talk to me but you know uh i'm going to keep america make america great again you know like my Mm -hmm. job is gone it's never coming back but here's a guy that's telling me like yeah it's going to happen and I know it's probably not true, but it's like at least somebody's talking to me. At least somebody like people. It, the worst thing I think in life is to be not acknowledged, like to feel as mm-hmm. to, made to be feel as if you don't exist. And I think 
whether it's Comic-Con or, you know, plushies and furries, you know, it's like, you know, we're kind of like laughing a little bit at plushies and furries. But for a lot of those people, it's like, hey, this makes me feel like I'm part of something like I, I have a place in this world. I was. Oh God, that's so good. Like all of that. Because I've felt that. Right? Guys, yeah, hit the 15 second button like three times and then listen to it again and then come back to this. Come back to this yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> You're back. All right. <laughs> and we're back. No, I, I, I talked to Matt about this a little bit ago. We mentioned on the show that like, what is something pop culturally that you love? Uh, Rick and Morty. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact Garrett Fuller will have nothing to do with Rick and Morty. Mm. Really? Yeah, just not for him. Right. Yeah. Totally yeah. fine. Yeah. But I will also watch people try to convince him. This is the funniest oh, thing. No. That it's a great show. Yeah. Which I believe it is. You believe, yeah, it, believe is. it is. Matt believes yeah. it is. Yeah. He's not buying. Yeah. And I'm like, why do we do that? Because I've done that with. I do it all the time. With things. Yeah. 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 You know, like I and I think it has to do with. I think you're cool. I think you're a good person. And I want you to like a thing that I like so we can connect more. Yeah. yeah. There's there's like a des- there's just that desire to connect so much that it's like, you don't like that? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no nothing makes me score more than like someone like a friend's over or I like and I'm like, hey, watch this video, you know, or check this out. And then you watch and they're just like not reacting. And then you're like squirming. You're like, oh, my God, I'm wasting my friend's time i'm wasting their life you know it's just like oh god it's I, the worst I, feeling I, and i'm done like that you feel, so yeah, much you feel so, so responsible you're like i promised you something and i am not delivering here is an example i wonder if matt can even guess what this example is before i get there i told matt about a movie in junior high <laughs> that i thought was fucking hilarious spinal tap this is spinal oh, okay tap. yeah and I was like, oh, man, that movie's so funny. Smell the glove. Oh, you need to watch that movie. So what he didn't know is that I was coming off a of Python. Like, mm. I, we were just watching. I was watching fucking Holy Grail on repeat. So, like, that was funny to me. Yeah. So here comes this fairly cerebral mockumentary that is about metal that was like, in far left field, wasn't it left me cold? Mm. Well, also you watched it with your parents, which is another. Oh God! The, oh, <laughs> comedy kryptonite is watching anything, anything with, your, with parents your parents before you're 21. Yeah. Well, for me, it's anything with any like sexual content. Like my parents are very like you know immigrant, you know Catholic, religious. So we'd be watching shows like. And even like like kissing, like we'd be watching like a sitcom, and they'd be like, "Ha, ah, this is so funny!" And then the characters would kiss, and be like, "Why do you watch a stupid show?" I'm like, "You turned it on. You made me watch this." My my family would do very similar things, though. It would if the kiss lasted too long, yeah. then they, my mom or my dad would go, "Why do they have to do that?" Yeah. Or my dad would be like, get this garbage off. To this day, if there's something sexual like I'm watching with oh, my yeah. parents, I get super uncomfortable. And that's I, not and much happens that does that. I <laughs> I was trying to get my mom to watch Game of Thrones. Oh, and I oh, think really? it was that tough is sell. brave. Yeah. yeah. That is brave. And and my mom <laughs> it it got to the episode, I think it was like three episodes in, where um the episode where there's jousting 
And, okay, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the the mountain kills the one dude. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that dude was gay and he was with another dude. <laughs> and it gets to the scene and I'm watching it and I'm like, this Who is cares? just another scene. Yep. It's Game of Thrones. Yeah. And my mom, <laughs> she didn't like, you know, cluck her tongue or anything. She just went like, oh. <laughs> and like she she giggled a little bit where it was like am i now more mature than my mom yeah oh, oh my oh. yeah well that's that, that was something well and then like, how she, kind of, she yeah. kind of giggled a little bit where it was like well i mean at least she didn't tell me to turn it off right like, <laughs> i know all oh, my parents did that plenty of times so my my parents would always just catch the very special episode, mm-hmm. like we would be into Silver Spoons yeah. or Family Ties, and yeah. then we'd always catch the one where like you know Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks is getting drunk, yeah, <laughs> drinking vanilla. That's it one thing. It's not I, Miller yeah. time; it's vanilla time. That's one thing I'm not sorry to see like fade into obscurity. Is the very special episode? You don't yeah, really see still, that. They still they have, have them yeah. once in a while. But, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just like comedy to be comedy. I don't, you know. I love Seinfeld for being like no hugging, no learning. That was like their philosophy. No hugging. That's right. Yeah. And Somebody Kirby Enthusiasm is like a lot like that too, which is the same producer. So Someone described all Second City sketches as a father hugging their son. <laughs> <laughs> like a real Second City ending is oh, a dad God. and son hugging. Because <laughs> it's just written by people with horrible parent relationships. <laughs> well, I just want to be approved of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good insight. So what's going on with you in improv? I'm on a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Um, I'm still with ABC Family. Okay. Um, they have done two shows without me, but they're performing usually like once or twice, once a month or once every other month. Okay. Well, and you just did something with Human Amusements. Not and uh, I was part of the Human Amusements uh, Best of Show. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember seeing a thing for that. Yep, because they're trying to get into San Francisco Sketch Fest. So what is a Sketch Fest? I hear that all the time. Do you have to like make up a sketch on the spot, or do you submit a sketch and perform it? You submit sketches, and you perform your sketch oh. show. So if you were a sketch troupe, like the state or Kids in the Hall, yeah. you would send them a package. And oh, so it would be not just one sketch. It's like you do a show. Correct. Oh. You would be able to do your... Okay. I always thought it was like you go there and make up... Like it's like a writing competition. Like you write and perform sketches on the spot. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'd be super tough. Yeah. I'm sure that there's places that do that. Yeah. I don't know. Let's not talk about them. No. It makes me scared. <laughs> gives me anxiety gives me a lot of anxiety yeah as somebody who has done quick turnaround on a lot of shows yeah the idea of writing and putting up a show in like a day is like fuck. yeah i see they do that for uh like i think snow day don't they do like a yeah show, like a sketch and they yeah, got 24, 24 hours hour yeah show. yep yes i have been part of that process mm. you have at any, the very end you have any advice for because you've directed a number of shows right yeah um so, so as a first time director you have any uh nuggets of wisdom Nuggets of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Nuggets for, only. No chaff. <laughs> with, a, with a sketch show, everything's about your running order and your pa- the pacing of the show. Mm. Um, you know, you want to make sure that you come out and you're, you're doing something to grab the audience's attention. I mean, it, and this is very Second City, but it's like, hey, if we have a, if we have a musical number, that should probably be the first scene or yeah. something that is like big. Mm-hmm. Or if it's going to be the through line for it, you know, yeah, that, that's what you want. Since it's the best of, you kind of get to pick your best opener. Yeah, that's been a real luxury. Yeah, um, 
And then and then it's just giving your actors the best ability to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, because with best stub material, you generally have the person who did it originally that if people know that sketch, like at one point for Go, I did uh, Brian's weatherman character, which was kind of like, if we have an iconic sketch at Go Comedy, it is Brian Lark's weatherman character. Okay. Uh, from uh, North by North Pole, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen it. So it's, it's, it's really, really good. Mm. Uh, and it's really, really funny. Anyway, we, so why I'm saying that is that I had to do it my way. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it Brian's way because Brian has an intensity that I don't have, but yeah. I have a different energy that he doesn't have. So it's just give your performers an opportunity to to shine. And then, um, you know, make sure that they're talking to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's it's been a lot of notes on cheating to the audience, you know. Did you, like, for real? Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. It's like... Um, I mean, like, we're early on. We have, like, at this point, you know, like, three three weeks, you know. But they're they're all getting better. But it's like, it's something I always have to remind them. It's something I have to remind myself of when I perform, yeah. you know. The other thing is that, you know, if you, if you want to get them really heady, you're just like, you aren't just walking onto the stage. You are a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are supposed to be this person. Uh, so you have motivation. You have something there. And if I just see you walking onto the stage, it's like Matt's walking onto the stage. Um, I need a little bit more than that. Okay. That's a really good note. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. I will stop there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while you're ahead. Exactly. Instead of being like, also, yeah. nude. Do everything. <laughs> All nude review. All but nude uh, rehearsal. Tasteful. Just yeah. a wisp of pube. Yeah. That's all. Oh, yeah. That's the best. Just a whisper. Yeah. Just a whisper of pube. Just a promise of what's to come. You know? uh, so <laughs> how did you get involved with the show? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh Sean Hanlon uh, just randomly asked me. So awesome! And I was surprised. You know, I was like, "Oh, me? Like, I don't know, you know?" So, but I, I also do this show. Uh, it's supposed to be monthly, but it's been more sparse. Called Hello Hamtramck uh, on Thursday nights, like once a month for the farm team. And that's basically imagine like Good Morning America, like a morning news show, local morning news show, but it's only about Hamtramck. Yes. So. We do that, like we interview people from the community, and we do like these short film things. So I've been, I, I was directing those, and they were getting good response. And then uh, Mike and Sean, like Mike McGetting was probably one of the first people to notice me. You know, like I felt like going, starting out in improv, like I wasn't noticed that much. You know, or like I'd go to classes, and then, okay, what now? You know, and then going over to Planet Ant and uh, having him as a teacher, like he, you know, he, he, Dave Davies, Sean Hanlon, they all gave me like opportunities. You know, and that's awesome. Yeah, and they said because I'm pretty like. Uh, always in my head, you know, like I'm always analyzing things, making comments on things. Uh, So they're like, hey, that translates well to directing, you know, like uh, just like noticing little things like to do here and there. And Sean's like, yeah, I think I'll be, I'm like, oh, really? Like you want me to direct? He's like, yeah, you'll be good at it, you know? Just the way you know the way he talks. He's like, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You're good. Yeah. The other, the, the other piece of advice is, and you've probably already have done it, work backwards on when things need to be done. So if you know that you're opening Friday or, yep, Friday, September 7th, then we know that dress rehearsal has to be here, that they, everybody needs to be off book here. 
that the uh, promo flyers and everything and all the materials need to be in by here. That um, no, I'm not doing any. <laughs> but, I know about the dress rehearsal, but this is good. So um, that you have their bios by this point to make the program. Oh, okay, that's a good like, thing too. You know, it, it's like simple things, but if you if you just do that thing, that stuff, yeah, you're pretty much ahead of like nine out of ten local awesome. local improv directors. Yeah, I will. I will say Sean has been very like helpful. Like you know, like I meet with him outside of the rehearsals, and he's like, "Yeah, do this," and so. He's been a good like mentor, so I'm so he's kind of like giving me as much time as possible just to work on directing the show. He's like, yeah. we want you to succeed, you know what I mean? So we're gonna try and make it like he let me pick the cast and uh, all that stuff. So who's your cast? Uh, it is oh man, this is always a, a minefield. If I'm gonna remember, right? Everybody, like yeah. if you forget somebody, I used to do this on after improv, like oh who's in your troupe, and then they forget names or people in the show, and I just like cackle evilly. I'd be like, yeah, that's the best. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you actually, when you were on, we asked you. Uh, with the name of the church you got married, and for a second you didn't know. Saint Aloysius. Like, yeah, Saint Aloysius. See, I know it now too. But it was <laughs> so great. Like you were like, ah, and then we're I like, really yeah. did. And really. then you're like Saint Aloysius, and we're like, oh, <laughs> pulled it out, pulled that stick yeah, right up. Look at that. That was thrilling. That was like a you know an emotional thrill line, uh, thrill ride. Um, okay, Christina Orlando, uh, Adrian Johnston, Jenny Hatto, Jonathan Miller. Willie Burton, Brendan McCarthy. Look at that. Boom. Yeah, six, it. yeah. Tight six. I think I know half of your cast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Jenny Haddo for sure. She's always absolutely. Yeah. But uh, Adrian yeah. Johnston. I know. Yeah, they're all people that kind of like the criteria because I was on the farm team and I thought about pulling people from the farm team, but kind of my philosophy as someone who feels like I uh, wasn't really noticed or got chances starting out early, because I think there are people that are, you know get improv like travis pelto talks about this they get improv right away and or they're just you know people that are noticed you know and then there are people that take a time to develop or they don't get noticed you know so kind of what i looked for in casting this was hey where what are who are people that i think are good but aren't getting a chance for whatever reason or i i want to see more of right yeah and that was my criteria so. and that's perfect for a best of like yeah. like okay the material should be tested You're, yeah you should be pulling the the best of the best in yeah. terms of the sketches. So that's not the issue. It's yeah. like, okay, cool. We're going to give you the opportunity. All the rope in the world to yeah. lasso and the moon or they, honestly, hang yourself, yeah, I, hang yourself I, with. I almost feel worried because it's been remarkably like stress-free, that aspect of my life. Like in like the cast, they've been very, you know, open and like listen to what I say and you know, they've been offering feedback. So it's been great. Yeah. I've been that that's been a whole theme of my summer is like trying to reduce stress because you kindly did not throw me under the bus, but I missed an earlier scheduling of this episode because I got shingles yeah. in June. And uh, I was glad I asked you because, you know, your daughter was probably, what, like four, three or four. I don't know. When do you get immunized for chicken pox? Uh, I think that's next. Oh, okay. So she hasn't had it well, yet. Well, uh, no, I don't even know if they immunize for chicken pox. I think that's the one you're supposed to get. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think, I mean, I never got immunized for it. Cause yeah, because they didn't pox. have it when we were kids, the three of us. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I'm like, yeah. of the laundry list, like... Uh, I think we've had the measles, mumps, rubella one. Mm-hmm. I, th- I know. Yeah, that I think you just had that one. Yeah, we've had happy. We've we've had a lot of uh, of a lot of immunizations already because we're not monsters. Yeah, in this house, <laughs> you have some uh, common sense. Yeah, because uh, we 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 we, we want recognize herd, science. We want herd immunization. Please. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very exactly. much. Exactly. 
Um, but yeah, it's for people that don't know shingles. It's like the chicken pox virus that lives in your spine after you've had chicken pox, and then <laughs> as an adult, it comes out. It's basically like getting like pimples on your nerves on your nerve <laughs> endings. Yeah, and yeah. it's it can be super painful. It was painful, but it wasn't like the nightmare that I've heard some people say. Mine wasn't either. Okay. It just sucked. It was like right here. Yep. Yeah, you're pointing at your chest, uh, yeah. like your side. Uh, yeah, it was on my flank. Yeah, your flank. Oh, good. Just and, sucked. Yeah, I had it on my like right, like chest area around the nipple, like, uh, and it was, yeah, it was just brutal. Like it, it actually, it was just a very stressful month. And uh, we had that Hello Ham Tramic show, and then when I was changing the dressing room, I was like, oh, that's weird, you know. And I look, and I had like a big rash, you know. And I was like, oh, this is probably a heat rash because it's really hot. And then I went to like, and I was supposed to go to Traverse City like in like three days, you know. So this is like a Thursday, so it's supposed to go like Sunday or Monday. So I go to urgent care because my doctor's not returning my phone calls on Monday for whatever reason, you know. So uh, I go to urgent care, and the doctor's in there, and uh, he's like. Uh, you might have shingles. It might be a heat rash. I know. Like this is a ter- it was a terrible urgent care, and uh, and the guy was like kind of like he's like trying to be like the cool doctor. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, what's up, man? You know? And I'm like, oh boy. And then he had like two pound this, it, bro. Yeah, and he basically he was a very bro doc, like doctor bro. And uh, he also had two very attractive, uh, like a PA and assistants, which is, I don't know, like I'm overweight. So like having my shirt off around there was not the best thing. And it was like, and so he's like talking to me and he's like, uh, you might have it. He's like, I'll give you this prescription here. Like, you know, just for like some, the, the irritation. But if it's still there on Friday, you have shingles, start taking this. And I'm like, well, it's like really painful, you know, like with the shirt. I was like, should I like, do I need to walk around with my shirt off all the time? And he's like, don't do that. You know? And then, <laughs> then the girls laughed and I was like, I hate myself. <laughs> uh, you just fold yourself in half. Yeah. And then, half <laughs> and then so then I go like to, uh, you know, I sent the prescription in the Costco, my pharmacy of choice. I don't get endorsed. They just, I like them guys. And uh, they're affordable. And then they call me and they're like, yeah, he prescribed like this topical cream. And it's like the highest concentration of like, you know, anesthetic on it. And uh, it's like $400. So before we filled it, it's not covered by your insurance if you want to fill it. And I was like, Oof. oh, boy, I'm going to suffer. And then right after that, my doctor called back and I'm like, where were you? You know, <laughs> like very accusatory. Like, <laughs> I was like, what did you do? It's a Monday. What, what, you know, did I do something to offend you? And she's like, I don't know, like the phone's messed up. So I made an appointment to see her. And then my mom, who's a nurse, like, like she asked me like what he prescribed, you know, and, and she, she's a retired nurse and she's like, I don't know, because he prescribed like a steroid and like topical cream. And I was, she's like, I don't know. Don't take it. Just wait a day. You can suffer a day. That's what she said. You know, my mom's very blunt. My parents are both very blunt. She's like, you can suffer for a day. I'm like, OK, I can suffer for a day, mom. And so I go to the doctor the next day and she's like, this doctor's an idiot. You know what I mean? Like if you have she's like, you definitely have shingles. It's obvious you have shingles. Uh, and it's like you, the last thing you want to do is prescribe a steroid. You know, it's like it's going to like inflame everything further. And she's like, yeah, he's a, you know, this is, this is really, and it's like in this topical cream, that's going to do anything, you know, like, why would you pay that? You know, and like she was getting mad and, and she's like, oh, you should call him. And she's like, that's okay. And then, <laughs> and then so then she pre- prescribed Valtrex, which I don't know because it's like a relative of the herpes virus. Uh, Matt Rose nodding very quickly. No, because I've, heard, that, I've okay. heard the ads. No judgment. I'm I've done kidding. it. I'm just kidding. I'm a ball I, buster. So anyway, <laughs> it's just a nice, polite way of saying my asshole. But um, <laughs> so be your most true, authentic exactly, self. But also, exactly. please, our feelings. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys. Yeah, because I've, I've heard, you know what I mean? I'm, I want to be sensitive, you know. Cause <laughs> I know you. Uh, but you like to bust balls, too, which I like, you know, like you bust my balls a little bit when you're on the pot. I do. Pot. And I was I, like, oh, good. I like this. You know what it is? I get behind a mic. I get a little cocky. Yeah. Uh, Matt knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yeah. 
And Matt so, knows. <laughs> he's like, well, God Long damn it. suffering Matt. Matt has a long suffering look on his face. Poor Matt. You want to hold hands, Matt? He's like, no? <laughs> no. Okay. He, now he's giving me that look. Okay. So then Valtrek. So I go to Costco. And look, this is why I like the Costco pharmacy because I call them. And usually when you call, you know, like I take Lipitor, you know, and uh, I'll say, I'm just checking to see if my prescription's ready. He's like, yep, one prescription for Lipitor ready for, uh, you know, for Tony Augusti. And then I called, you know, about the Val- Valtrex and they're like, uh, yep, you have a prescription ready. <laughs> I'm nice. like, thank you. And I've, then I, I've, yeah, I've had to get a few embarrassing prescriptions yeah. at, uh, at CVS. And when the people have been there for a while, they'll say you have three prescriptions. And then if I ask which ones, if one of them's embarrassing, they'll be like, uh, you've got this one, this one. And, uh, and they'll like yeah. hold it up so I can see it. Um, but like usually I'm I'm not embarrassed about anything, so I'm like, oh yeah, that one. That's yeah, fine. yeah. Um, but once this <laughs> this this new woman that was at the CVS just said it right out loud oh, to everyone, and so it was gross. like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, I take stool softeners. Deal with it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, then when I went there in line, the guys like, and then I felt self conscious in front of the people that work there, like they're judging me for taking Valtrex. Yeah. Like they all think yeah. I have herpes, you know. They're like, right. your prescription's ready. Uh, and then there are people in line, you know. So I'm like, uh, do you want to talk to the pharmacist? You know, I'm like, you mean about taking Valtrex for my shingles? Yes, because I also talked to the pharmacist the day before. So I was like, now she thinks I have herpes, you know. So I talked to her. Yeah, remember me? I talked to you yesterday. I'm like, yeah, I. It turns out I'm taking Beltrex for my shingles. And she's like, I get it. You don't have herpes. All right, come. <laughs> no, I, I understand that infl- that instinct, though. Yeah. Um, because also you don't want to be like tagged with that, you know, like herpes. It's like, it's like herpes is rough. Yeah. I mean, I have herpes. Yeah. Simplex one. I oh, have okay. it on, oh, yeah. On I have the that old too. Yeah, cold yeah. sores, mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, do you know there's a pizza place? You guys say, you say that baby all the time. There is a new pizza place in Hamtramck called New York Pizza Baby. No. I yeah. Mean, I feel like you guys should do a remote. I a remote really thought that this was going to go in a different direction where you were going to say a baby got herpes from pizza. Oh, my <laughs> God. Herpes pizza, yeah. baby. <laughs> Those are an Italian sausage. We deliver. We we serve simplex, but our process is complex. We got the meats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, why don't we take a little break? Uh, We'll be back with more matters after this. Back to matters. We have reached the part of the show where we talk about what we are into this week. Gentlemen, does anybody have one locked and loaded? I do. I don't want to be rude. No, no, go, 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 go. I'm, you know, I admire your marketing abilities, Matt Noss. What are you talking about? I mean, like, you're always on, like, the bleeding edge of stuff. Like, when you're on our podcast, I remember even off the podcast, you talked about a lot of stuff. You're like, guys, Musical.ly is where it's at. That's where the next <laughs> big thing is coming from. You got to get on Musical.ly. You were doing a Snapchat story every yep. day. You were telling me about Facebook ads, you know. And oh, like yeah. A couple, you know, like last year. So, 
you know, like watching, like Planet Night really uh, recently hosted like uh, the Annoyance Theater. Yes. And they had a showing of like their show. And I went to the show on Saturday, which, you know, was during Diff Weekend, so there was overlap. But there was like more than 100 people there, you know, which for the Ant Hall is like, that's a really good crowd, you know? Great crowd, yeah. And they marketed for that. So I was just like, "Ah, I want to learn how to like, you know, draw more people in. Because sometimes I feel like in what I do, it's like I, like you said, I'm very like obsessed with quality, you know, like editing and getting it to like the best possible shape. But I'm terrible at marketing and getting people like I'm the person that never invites anybody or tells anybody. Like uh, yeah. I had a I had an old coworker shame me into inviting like people from the Detroit News to one of my Hello Hamtramck shows because she li- we live in the same neighborhood. And she's like, why don't you ever post anything? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm really you know because I feel it's, like I don't want to bother you. It's, you know, it's funny to hear you say that because I hear Matt talk about himself. Where he's like, I'm not doing enough. I never do anything. Oh, no, I feel like you do a lot, you know, like to put like because I see post by on the Roach Coach and you're doing like, you know, three podcasts and all this stuff. So, Matt, I want to know yeah. what's like, what are you into in terms of marketing these days? Are you still on Musically, which re- recently was acquired by TikTok? Yes. Chinese conglomerate. Exactly. I, th- I think Facebook ads. Facebook ads for sure. Yeah, still. Hundred okay. um, percent. I still think your ability, even though that they got beat up pretty badly um, with the fake news, the Cambridge yeah. and the Cambridge stuff. Analytica mm-hmm. stuff, I still believe that if you are niched enough and know how to use their tool, you can get your stuff in front of the right eyes. So, do you do that for this podcast? I haven't done it enough for any of the podcasts. Mm. Um, we've done it a, a little bit for transmissions. We've done it a little for transmissions and a little bit for Roach, Roach Coach. Um, the, the he just hates this one because it's just us. I don't hate <laughs> this one. Oh, that's a classic Matt Rose chip on the shoulder. <laughs> uh, who's the real host of the podcast, guys? <laughs> <laughs> he rolls deep with Matt. Yeah, yeah no, he does. Um, so here's here's where we are with matters because the last episode that'll. That posted last week yeah. was us having a fairly candid conversation about the state of matters and, mm-hmm. and where we are with it because we have just kind of like what you were saying evolved yeah a lot over time. I don't know if you remember when you were on the podcast you said I just do the pad I will do this matters podcast as long as Matt Rose wants to do it because he's my best friend and it was actually kind of touching and yeah uh, and I'm very cynical so I was like oh wow I'm feeling something and uh, you were just <laughs> you know you were just talking about how yeah it's it's not. You know, I don't care how big it gets. You know, so I mean, and not in a bad way, but it's just like it's not about that. It's about doing something fun and something I enjoy with somebody <laughs> I love. And uh, but that's changed. So now it seems like in the more recent episode, it's like you know, Gabber Media. I want to expand the scope of it, and that's part of why you're inviting guests on. I believe you said yes. Yeah. A large part of that is just to expand the scope of people that hear the show. I think Matt. And I, I will let Matt talk for himself mm-hmm. uh, once I get done talking to me. <laughs> um, not before but I'm done. Not before I'm <laughs> yeah. done. Uh, but I, I think... I'm glad that I have permission to... to no, talk there's that chip. <laughs> Just chipping away. <laughs> Matt Rose is all chip, folks. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matty. Go ahead. <laughs> but after, after 191 episodes, yeah. um, we have to check in with each other. Yeah. And I think I think we did a nice job last week and uh, just kind of talking about, you know, hey... I don't think either of us has any, you know, we're going to get to be millionaires off of yeah. this. But at the same time, I feel like we've had 
a consistent base of people that listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, what's up, Chris Heiner? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's, he's is, that, is that Ruth Heiner's husband? He's, yes, yeah, okay, he's, he's, he's awesome. OG. He's I've never OG. talked to him, but I see him all the time. At he's the yeah. nicest guy, yeah. and he's <laughs> awesome. And he has also listened to nearly every episode of Matters, mm-hmm. if not all of them. He he uh, he ate some of the He Man episodes. <laughs> he he. He did, and he's a sport because he's a real sport. I don't even think I listened to all of them. I think after a while, I was like, "Oh man, I can't, I can't listen." I can't. Do <laughs> you it should anymore. have, you know, you should have him on as a super fan. We never had a super fan on After Improv. Though there were people that listened to it a lot, but I think it'd be an interesting thing to have like someone on who isn't necessarily like an improv or whatever, was just a big fan of your show. Well, or I, total disaster. What do I know, guys? Well, no, I think what we talked about after we had our conversation that was last week's episode is to make it a little bit more focused. On you know the name of the show is Matters. Yeah. We say it's about two mats talking about what matters to them. Uh, I think we need to add the caveat of we're going to talk and we're talking to people to find out what matters to them. Yeah, I like so, that because the thing that we were the thing that I was kind of bringing to the table coming out of the Philadelphia experience with podcast movement. I is, thought you were going to say experiment. <laughs> the, the Philadelphia experiment is that I have radioactive isotopes in my veins. And that's why all my hair is falling out during this podcast. It, it was more of like a, if we're, if we want to, con- do you want to continue doing this? And I think both of us are like a, a hard yes. Have you ever, has there ever been a point where either of you have been like, nah, I don't really want to do it anymore? No, 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 no. Uh, I, I think, I think that we had to have that hard conversation last November or December uh, I think it was November, yeah. where it was like we were watching an episode of He-Man, and it was just such a bad episode. And I think it was like maybe five minutes in, and we were both just, oof. And you turned to me, and I turned to you, and we, we both said like at the same time, do you really, like, do you still want to do this? And it was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not having fun. And it was like, that's, for us, when we're behind the mic, Yeah, like, Take the marketing, take everything, just leave the show, let the show be the show. Mm-hmm. If Matt and I aren't enjoying it, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, Matt comes here, he's nice enough to cons- consistently come to my house, and he lives, you know, I mean, he's not forever away, but he's at least 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And he, I can't come over to his place because he has cats, and I'm definitely allergic. Yeah. So it's like... And you're still refinishing your, what, garage and kitchen or whatever, or no? Did that no, happen? no, the, that's, all, that's all done. That's a great story, by the way. I mean, not for you, but not for definitely not for me. Garage six months, I lived in a hotel. No, yeah, that's almost like a memoir. Yeah, (laughs) but it was it was it was like, hey, let's check in, and if it's like, if we can get, like, I I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, why set a goal number if you got if you like what you're doing, you got people listening, you're winning, right? That's the way I looked at our pod. Yeah, after improv, you know, like I didn't even look at the numbers for the first like four or five months because I knew I'd be depressed, right? You know, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we thought that we had higher numbers, and then you got, I got blueberry. blueberry. I got the because I host Wait, everything. What is on, that? So I host everything on Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Square, I do too. Yeah, and Squarespace analytics are Terrible. hot garbage. Yeah, they show you RSS subscribers. They've actually downgraded their analytics. They used to show you like where what part of the country people were listening is. We'd be like, oh, we have a listener in China or like you know like Africa. Right. Now it's just like yeah, RSS subscribers. Right. So Blueberry for five dollars a month, I take I <laughs> get this shit. 
<laughs> so I have to create an invisible Squarespace page for matters yeah. where I post, I host the file. Yeah. And then I get a download link. I take that download link to Blueberry to get a prefix on it. I take that prefix and I put it on the matters page. So then if anybody downloads it from there, oh, okay. then I have the full analytics because it has the tracker on it. Have you messed with the new Apple analytics? So I have messed with the new Apple analytics, and that is really disheartening. Oh, yeah? I don't have access to Roach Coach. Okay. Roach Coach is easily the most successful in terms of listeners. Yeah. Show that we have um, matters and transmissions. They do okay, but it's yeah. like not they're, they're they're getting better they're getting better every episode but yeah but it was like when i first started but they just crashed again so they they haven't they're not mm. even out of beta yet oh okay so like i don't know how well it can be trusted but see that's what i mean like you know about blueberry i had no idea what that was you know yeah well i i, I had to get some because right now downloads is the only thing that matters eventually <laughs> is that why you delayed you're like the only thing that Matters. matters. <laughs> Us. I think. Yeah. And then you looked at each other and you're like, love and gaze. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> like, best friends for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would say marketing wise, right now, Facebook ads still best bang for your buck, followed by Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. Instagram, you can still absolutely target down and you can tell your story very compellingly. Like, you can get in people's feeds. It's still one of the ones where you you tend to look at everything. So can you explain a little bit? Maybe it's getting too deep in the weeds, but I think there's a lot of people that listen to this or like that are interested in podcasts or like there's a lot of improvisers, I think, that listen to this too. It's mm-hmm. like people that are good creatively but are bad at marketing themselves. Yeah. Like what are you talking about in terms of like cost? You know, when you say like Instagram or Facebook, let's say, let's say I had a podcast and I said, Matt, market this podcast for me like on the scale that you're doing for like roach coach or mm-hmm. uh, like how what is that like what are you talking about money wise okay so there's a lot that you could do for free period on instagram uh, and facebook on on facebook especially okay um because once you have your page you can create events so like you can truly create an event every time now this is an annoying thing that you yeah. can do and probably, i'm all about annoying and probably won't have a great uh, rate of return, no. but you actually can create an event for your podcast for people who watch it. You can do Facebook Live. So Facebook Live is free, and if you're following the page, it'll ping you and tell you, hey, these these guys are live. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so, that's cool. So it's a great way to kind of get them engaged, and if they were watching this show, then you can tell them, hey, uh, this episode's going to come out on this day. Make sure that you check out, you know, and we ju- I just bought matterspod.com, Go to matterspod.com to be able to subscribe to the show. Mm. So you don't have to go to... It'll redirect you to gabbermedia.com slash matters. And this is all on Squarespace? All on Squarespace. So I just bought three new domains. So Mm -hmm. I bought roachcoach.com. I bought uh, tfttspod. So that they all direct directly to the show page. Oh, okay. So that you don't have to go... Go to gabbermedia.com slash roachcoach. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I also can still say, uh, check out all the shows on Mm. gabbermedia.com. But like those types of things, um, you know, if joining groups that are active, that have similar interests, are an okay place as long as they encourage promotion there yeah but becoming like um with the podcast network of metro detroit 
Yeah, I, we're both members of that. We're both members with that. It hasn't been super active. No. Um, usually once a week, Dan Belcher posts about yeah. two pieces <laughs> of podcast. Yeah. Yes. And then two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I guess now, I was just like, do you need help with anything? <laughs> do you want feedback on your show? You know, I've never listened to it, I have to admit. I've never listened to it. No. Me neither. Because it's kind of like screaming into the void. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things as performers... And as artists is that it's you're up against Netflix, you're up against YouTube, you're up against being home and you're asking people to do something. Why should they do it? Yeah. Why, as my editors would always say, why should I care, you know, about a story? Right. And I think you have to be the same way. So like, (sighs) So one of the things that Matt and I talked about last week was I wanted to start stacking guests mm-hmm. because we've been doing this kind of like one a, one a week mm-hmm. and it's been nearly impossible to get ahead of it. Yeah. You know, so it's like because I'm going to be recording transmissions tomorrow and I'm working and I have a baby. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So, you know, and I'll edit Friday's episode on Thursday night. So by the time that I'm done editing and I post it, if I get something on Facebook, I'm lucky. Yeah. So my idea would be that, you know, we'll talk and agree on the day, but like, hey, Sunday the blank, let's go from 12 to 6 and do three or four guests. Oh, okay. Like yeah. a game show. Basically, like, because it's a guest, we can kind of be like, hey, what's going on, Tony? What do you got for us? <laughs> you know, it's a little bit easier for us to run four in a row with a guest yeah. yeah. than if it was like transmissions after two, you're kind of like, I've made all the jokes that I can make yeah, today. Yeah. yeah. So we're good. So the idea that I have would be once a month, we would record four episodes of matters. And then every other week I would be recording roach coach, two episodes, one week transmissions, two episodes, the following yeah. and going like that. That way I can set up a schedule. Cause this is the whole thing. Like, I, you know, I always thought like if I make the show, people will come. You know, yeah. If Matt and true. I, yeah. If Matt and I do it together, I mean, we've done 190 episodes. We should have 1.4 million listeners. I think. <laughs> I think that's the hardest part about any creative endeavor. You know, is like it has to be enough, even if nobody else cares. You know, and I think right. A lot of people, when they like I said, I didn't look at the podcast for the first couple of months, like the numbers and. But I run into people a lot of that. You see a lot. I mean, sure, we we all have mutual friends that are like, yeah, I started a podcast and they'll do like, you know, a couple episodes here and there. And then you're like, mm-hmm. then you see when they hit that wall, they're just like, Ugh, like nobody's listening or one yeah. person's listening. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it has to be enough. You know, the work. Yeah, exactly. It has to be enough. And <sighs> you have to want it bad enough mm-hmm. to do the extra work. Yeah. And I you have to be. The, you have to operate in the absence of hope. That's the way I put it. <laughs> it's like it's never going to get better. You know what I mean? It's like well, but part of you is like it will get better. It really comes down to you have to love the journey. Yeah, you, you have to fall in love with the whole thing. Yeah. If you love just doing the show, then congratulations, you won. Yeah. You know you you got to do the show, but if it was like. Oh God! You know what? I need to be able to create the Matters brand, yeah. or I want Matt Noss as a personality because someday I want to do color commentary, mm-hmm. or I want to be able to, 
you know, I want to have people watch me on Twitch mm-hmm. or watch this show on Twitch. Or they want, you know, like, I want to be able to say that Matt and I together, two best friends, are able to uncover people's passions and have them talk about them in a way that they've never talked about them before. Like, See, that's interesting. That's the first description I've heard of what the show is about to me, you know, because yeah. he's like, but that's a good description of what the show is. That's what the show is more and more now. Yeah, it's evolving into. Yeah. It's evolving into. Are we there yet? I I, yeah. I don't think we're there yet, but I think we're closer than we've ever been. Yeah, and and you've you've hit on a bunch of things and you know, talking about going forward, last year I was doing a lot more on Transmissions Twitter. Yeah. than than you were and I mean, I think, you know, part of that is just because I know a lot more about horror and I'm a lot more involved in horror stuff than you. And so I was trying to interact with Bloody Disgusting, you know, and and trying to uh, interact with Patrick Hamilton from uh, Kill, by Kill by Kill. And like once in a while, once in a while, he would like, you know, send a message back or something. Uh I was trying to do a lot more and and get our stuff out there. And especially during October when there would be like... People are now looking for horror stuff. Yeah. Mm. And and there would be like a meme of the day or something where there would be some type of horror thing where it would be like uh, reimagine a horror title as something from Sesame Street. And I'd jump on it. And I would try to come up with a couple things, and then I would run them past you and Jen because you guys are funnier than me. And it was like, all right, different funny. Well, but do you guys think like do you guys think this is a good idea? And you know, like there were a couple where you're like, yeah, that's 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 not bad. So I'd put that out there, and then you know I would comment on other things that people were doing, and I would just try to get the name out there. And I feel bad because where I work now, I can't do any of that because right. everything is blocked mm. and it's just way too hard to do on a phone. And by the time I get home, you know, Mondays I'm teaching judo, Tuesdays and one or Tuesdays, <laughs> Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I'm either here or at transmissions, right? So it's like I have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to do stuff. I you know, lately I've been trying to do the images for transmissions. Yeah. I don't know if you got the ones I sent I did. today. They're awesome. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to do more stuff, but it's like, I don't think we really know what, I don't want to say what I can do, but I don't really think we have our strategies cemented Aligned. yet. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, I I had some interest in helping you do the editing for some of the episodes because mm-hmm. If we get four recorded, it's not really fair to dump all four on you. I've got Audacity too, right? Like I, the program, not Audacity. You've got uh, both. <laughs> um, but you know, like I, I can I can help out, and you know, it, it's just getting to that point and, and yeah. figuring all our shit out. That takes a while. It does, and I think that's another thing. Is like sometimes within a group. Me personally, I'm not great at asking for help. Same. I hate asking for help. I I, I will be like, I will f- I will figure it out. And Matt will be like, I want to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, I know I can't do what I used to do. Like what he just said. Like last year we were. We were much more active with transmissions on Twitter because of Matt. You know, and Roach Coach, thank God for Lauren. Like he's 
kind of like if there's a post from Roach Coach, Lauren's usually behind it. Oh, okay. Which is awesome because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of it takes a lot off my plate. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, it's like with transmissions and with matters, like I edit those episodes, I get those episodes up, but it's like I don't ask for help when it could be like, hey, can you post this episode on Facebook for me? Yeah. Or hey, could you do this for me? Or what or even being like like okay this week you know share this make sure you share this on your page i mean some simple stuff yeah and then when people don't do that drives me crazy you know it's just like (laughs) this is the bare minimum you have to do and they won't do it then i'm like i can't depend on anybody (laughs) (laughs) you get very bitter you're like which then fulfills that prophecy of just like i have to do everything myself exactly which is the worst because like and then it gets stressed on you get shingles guys (laughs) because <laughs> matt matt undersells how funny he is and understand undersells his talent like when yeah, he you makes, made me laugh on the show <laughs> what was that too arrogant <laughs> you've made me laugh on this yeah well i mean i don't say that to just everybody you, know? <laughs> you and don rickles the only two people i've ever said that to <laughs> and i was only arrested one of those times <laughs> That help that answer that question a little bit. Yeah. Are there any? Is there any cool apps that you're? Uh, into uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you are looking for Adobe Spark, is great for taking images and putting text over them for Instagram. Oh, okay. Or even for um, even for uh, Facebook because they, you can actually choose the size and okay. everything like that. Cool. It's it's very easy to use. Yeah, have a Creative Cloud uh, subscription for work. Dude, it's, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, then get Adobe Spark. Okay. Um, it, it makes it very, very easy, and it's very, very fast. Um, so we, we talked about like free stuff, but what about in terms of like pay stuff? Like, What are we talking about here, like cost-wise? For 20 bucks, you can reach about 2,000 people. Okay. Um, as long as you're targeted well. Like, it has to be... You have to have your niche in there. Yeah. But... It can't be so niche that you're only going to hit the same five people. Yeah, it has to be broad enough to get out there, but niched enough that you get the people that you want. You know, like if yeah. you're, I think last year for an episode of Transmissions, you targeted like Indiana, Ohio, and oh, really? Illinois or something. Yep. Why, and yeah. the numbers, the numbers jumped for that week because I get, like, I get the Facebook analytics. Um, I think Jen might yeah. too. And it's it's just weird to see like from week to week. Uh, last week you reached two hundred people. This week you reached two thousand five hundred. Where it's oh. like, so why yeah. why the Midwest like that specifically? So what you can do through Facebook, um, their analytics are so powerful that you can put in a in a topic like horror. Like when you use their ad product, yeah, you can put in like a, a category of horror. And then you can see the areas in the region where horror is a main interest, and the Midwest is rife with it. Mm. Um, like horror is very big on the Midwest in the Midwest. Yeah. And then you can go like, okay, perfect. Which, and the Midwest is generally underserved. Like to hit New York always costs more money than it will ever cost to hit Detroit. Mm. You know, with, with yeah, that makes sense. So like, you can go. But you also have to think about where you want your audience to be from. If it's a live show, then you're going to be taking a look at the tri, you know, the tri county area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're going to go, okay, I want people who like comedy, and I want people who like live events, so concerts, things like that. And then you'll start to see it, like it'll go from like 
Comedy might be 20 million people in the, that seems insane, might be 2 million people in the area. Yeah. And then you'll start saying live, and now we're at 1 million. Um, Stand up might be at 500,000, but it'll keep cutting down, and then you can run the ad just all in one day, or you can spread it out over time. But basically, for 20 to 40 bucks, you can get a really good. I would say, like, if you had a budget of hundred dollars, yeah. you're that's really what you should be spending. I think that's really affordable. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very affordable. I mean, if you take a look at it, but especially like you can make that run over seven, over 14 days yeah. in the area that you're trying to be do a 20 mile radius within it. The nice thing about Instagram is that you can direct contact people that slide in their DMs. You can slide into their DMs. You mm-hmm. really can, but you can do it for like, you can find somebody who's into comedy in your area who has a lot of followers and say like, Hey, I'm from the planet Ant theater. I would love to give you some tickets uh, for one of our upcoming shows. All that we'd ask in return is uh, that you tweet that you send a picture out that you came to the show and that you, you know, you can say whatever you thought it was. Yeah. Um, That's you, a great idea. You can do that. And then basically, you know, if you send it to a hundred people, Maybe 10 people are going to respond. Yeah. You know, like you're going to get, fuck are you, a yeah. ton. Like, yeah. nah, not interested from a ton of people. But if like you're willing to do that work, you can do it. I have a hard time with that, trying to figure that out to be like, yeah. listen to this podcast. Yeah. Cause that seems, you want to lead with giving. Yes. You want to lead with providing value. You don't want to lead with an ask. Yeah. You always want to be like, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? It's like, hey, I saw that you liked comedy. I want to offer you the tickets. No strings. You know, like the only strings attached are if you come to the show, take a picture, put it on your site um, and tell the truth if you had a good time or not. Yeah. That's it. See, I think you're undervaluing your market abilities, like your marketing abilities. Like, you know, he said, you said you're like, oh, man, I'm not marketing. Up. I'm telling you, if you gave like. A one-day workshop, you know, like at Go or Planet, like marketing for performers, because everyone is so bad at it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not like, how did you learn all this stuff? Like about like Facebook ads and stuff. Just I'm like through, Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm still on Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, babies. I remember you were big on him before too. I tried yeah. following for a while, but then it was like he's intense. Yeah, he's intense, and also he was like, yeah, the content doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like he, I've heard him say things like that. I don't know if he's still. And I was like, I'm not a big believer. You know, I'm a big believer in content. You know what I mean? Like. um but I'm also a big believer in like marketing. Like I think what he means when he says that, and because I've heard him say that, yeah. is that at the beginning, don't let the content stop you from publishing. Mm. If you that's a good piece of advice. You don't need it to be at his level of a fucking film crew following you around twenty four seven when you're in a basement in Royal Oak, Michigan. Yeah. Like pull out your phone, take it. People, you'll be shocked that people will just be fine with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just go. So would you teach a workshop or you think that's stupid? I don't think that's stupid. I think... I would take it. I think I would want to be able to back it up. And I, I, I mean, just listening to you, I feel like you are, you know? Like, I'm, I've am i learned a bunch of shit, you know? So... But I don't do all of this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't do with the, I don't do this shit enough. I don't yeah. eat. I don't eat my own dog food. Uh, yeah, that's a very yeah. <laughs> that's a very yeah. I work. And we in, never I saw work that for, again. Uh, I work for. A, I consult for a co- software corporation, and they talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's the type of thing that I coming back home and talking to Matt. These are the things. This is where we're going. Yeah, because 
I don't think it's improbable to get to 25,000 downloads per episode. Mm. And if you get there, you can make thirty to $40,000 a year off the podcast. Oh, wow. It's Okay, I thought the, the threshold was much higher. No. I mean, not that that's a low. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's no, nothing yeah. to sneeze at. But if I got all three podcasts at that, yeah. now we're above 100000 Yeah. You know, now you're for, uh, now you're making Earwolf nervous. And well, then then we get in a position that I can start hiring people to do some of these things that we're running. I mean, like yep. we might have to work our face off yeah. to get mm-hmm. those. That might be a hard two, three years to get to those numbers. But it's like and it might not like Matt and I had this conversation, but it's like matters might not be the show that ever gets to 500,000 listeners yeah. or 50,000 listeners or 20,000 listeners. And that's fine because matters is ours. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day. You know, like you said, if none of that happens, you have a record. Both of you have a record of just hanging out with your best friend and talking. <laughs> right, How many exactly. people can say that? You know what I mean? Well, right. And I mean, that's we have a conversation a week, pretty much. Yeah. For the past couple of years. Yeah. For yeah. over three years. Yeah. You can go back and listen to it. Do you guys ever go back and listen to old episodes? Or no? I've listened to old episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do with After Improv. Like I said, even though the podcast isn't active anymore, like I'll still, I've gone back and listened. Like, oh yeah, here we were. We felt so like intimidated about like doing these things. And now, you know, it doesn't seem like it's anything. Yeah. It's so weird, you know? It is weird. Even podcasting, you know what I mean? It's like the first one, like, oh God, this is terrible. But same thing. It was like, it was terrible. We put it up. You know what I mean? Like, and I hear people like saying, yeah, we're doing test episodes and stuff. I'm like, you know, nobody cares. You know what I mean? Just put it, just get (laughs) it up there. Yeah. The people who are going to listen to your first episodes are your friends and your family. Yeah, who exactly. are going to encourage you either way. Yeah, I'm embarrassed of the shit that we did five years ago, like the, those first yeah. flight 1977s. Yeah, They're not same. bad, but it's not. Yeah, it's not like what you it, should be. Yeah, I'm five years more experienced. Yeah, exactly, you should be better. You know, it should be more compelling. All the things, you know. Um, Maddie, what are you into? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, guys. I feel like I'm monopolizing everything. Oh. uh... Well, I watched a couple movies this weekend that, while I don't think were great, I think they were at least interesting concepts. Uh, I watched The Houses That October Built, one and two, and I watched, well, I'll, I'll get to the other things later, but uh, so what The Houses That October Built is about um is it's like a a faux documentary about um like haunts you know like the haunted houses that you would see during halloween and stuff like erebus like like erebus yeah Mm -hmm. exactly exactly um and so it's these i think five friends uh rent an rv and they drive around uh the south and a little bit in the the Midwest, going to these different haunts to try to find this legendary um, haunted house called Blue Skeleton that's supposed to be like an extreme haunt, right? That like really pushes boundaries. And we'll just say they find it and they regret finding it. (laughs) Um, And then the second one is the aftermath from the first. Uh, I was with it. I mean, there were a few parts where it was just retreading the same ground, and then it gets to the big reveal at the end, and I was really disappointed. Uh, some people aren't disappointed with it. 
because uh, I read a little bit about it, and some people are like, "No, that was like a logical." Is it a conclusion. true story? No, or? no, 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 no. Okay. No, it was, it was faux. It was, it, it, it was. They had because this sounds like a fascinating. Yeah, and also it's like so many movies now, like they just take a little shred of truth. They're like based on actual events, you know. It's just well, like, yeah. so the the reason why they thought about it in the first place is they they had thought about just doing a kind of documentary on these haunted houses. Um, and investigating the idea that some of them were actually using dead bodies and dead body parts because there is truth with an asterisk at the end, uh, to that. And that there has been some accidents, uh, like this, uh, I forget where it was, but this 17 year old girl was supposed to have a safety harness on when she hung herself and she didn't put it on. And she hung herself and her body was hanging there for hours and no one realized it until it was far too late. Um, And then they did some tests on some like arms, like arm bones and stuff that were in um, some haunts and they came back as being human bones (laughs) where it was like, oh, shit. I I, I just got this at like a curio shop or wherever and fucking arm. Jesus. And so that's kind of what got them thinking about it. So um, in the faux documentary part, they are actually talking to people who go to these haunted houses or who work there. And they were just like, hey, just be you. Talk. We're just going to ask you some questions. Answer honestly. And these people are answering honestly. So that part of it is actually true. Um, It was just the wraparound story that they had was them... Um, and it was like they had a loose idea, so most of the movie is improvised. Mm, it mm. was just they all were friends and they all knew each other, mm. so it was just they had a natural rapport with one another. So the um the the two dudes who were like the writers, so to speak, had general outlines and they'd go over it before they'd film a scene, and then they'd just be like, "All right, go." So it was kind of like the Christopher Guest movies. Oh, wow. Okay. Where they would have, you know, like, let's say 20 page outline and then they'd it was have just, beats. But they yeah. Have, and then it's just, mm. all right, this is where we're starting. This is where we want to end. Go. And it was, I, they're not long either. They're like an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. Um, I enjoyed uh, especially seeing like the haunts and stuff like that. Um, Are you a big the, haunted house guy? Um, I've never been to one that scared me. Okay. Uh, the, the biggest one that I ever went to was Erebus. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that happened to me there was I had to walk on this like walkway that's got a spinning thing around it. And that just made me kind (laughs) of (laughs) nauseous. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to close my eyes and like open them every couple seconds and that way I won't get nauseous, but I can see where I'm going and I don't yeah. like fall over. And I hate hot in houses. Oh, you do? Oh, my brain, he is my the, brain goes crazy. Oh, are you like one of the, like when they make a real scared person go through and they scream at everything? Would that be you? Yes, that would be me. Oh, well, I jump. I'm just a jumpy motherfucker. And so the, the woman that was the, um, in the group of friends, it was one of my favorite parts is when she's walking through one of the haunted houses and a guy starts following her and she doesn't know he's there. And she turns around to say something to her friend and she freaks <laughs> out and then like starts laughing. And it was like that was a genuine reaction yeah. that that she had. 
And it was stuff like that in the first one that like I was fully on board for. Mm-hmm. And so it made the the end of the movie that much more effective in that like I actually like these people and I don't want to see something bad happen to them. And then that's what made the reveal in the second movie kind of a, a dick punch where it was like, oh, well, poop. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But I also have been watching Sharp Objects on HBO. Oh, I've been hearing a lot about that. Um, With Amy Adams? Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting. Uh, I'm, I think there's two episodes left, so I really want to see where they take it. Interesting. I have not watched an app. I haven't watched that, and I haven't watched the session hmm. from the other HBO. Oh, yes, except we were talking about that before. Speaking of which, Garrett Fuller loves Succession, and he hates Rick and Morty. But <laughs> I like both. I, I just don't think he's ever going to give Rick and Morty the time of day. Hmm. And maybe maybe part of it might be because he's been pushed to like it, and so it's like right. he's just Does he hate like, the Simpsons, too, like early Simpsons? I don't know. I've never. Oh, I don't know if he loves animation. That's, That's another good, uh, thing. Yeah. Some people just hate animation. Yeah, because yeah. like I see Rick and Morty, and it kind of reminds me of like all the like the hidden jokes and the layering reminds me of like early Simpsons in that respect, oh, you know. But Simpsons. it's much smarter, I think, Rick and Morty. Uh, at the festival, um, the, uh, Yo is is this racist? Had um, what I don't know. I've heard of that podcast. What is it about? Is it just like so talking Andrew, about race? I believe it's Andrew Lee um, has had. I know his name's Andrew. That's, okay. It's Thai. So let me just say, let me get that clean because I don't want to. I, I think you should leave it in and you just guessed it was Lee and no. you don't know. <laughs> Yo, is it racist that I guessed your last name was Lee? Yes. You just booked yourself on the show, Matt Nas. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, Andrew has a blog that he's been doing for years called yo is this racist where um dumb white people like me uh write in and say um is this racist (laughs) and it's usually the answer every minority gets asked that question by the way like this like hey is this racist you know what i mean and yeah but i always say uh there's a big difference between ignorance and malice you know, the former, I have a lot of patience for. The latter, I don't, you know. If yeah. you don't know something, I can't be mad at you for that. But if you know, I mean, I've had this experience, too, where you explain something to somebody, and they turn around and like, continue to do, like, pretend to be ignorant. That's malice. And I have no, no time tolerance. for that. Yeah, so. so he has been doing this podcast for a while. And Tawny Newsom, um, who was on Bajillion Dollar Properties, okay. and, um, is very, very funny in mm-hmm. her own right. They now do it together. So mm-hmm. I, I did the show as the engineer, and they had a mutual friend in the audience, and she happened to be the person who came up with Pickle Rick. Oh, <gasps> wow. Pickle oh, Rick. Pickle Rick. Yep. <laughs> uh, she was in the audience, and I didn't talk to her very much. Like, I, you know, I said hello, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't talk to her about that. Because of what we were talking about earlier with yeah. fandom, yeah, yeah, I didn't want to be like another, yeah, and I don't feel that need to like. I've never been a person that likes. I don't know if you guys feel like that. That like like gets autographs or anything. You, you know? know, I mean, I met Joel Hodgson, uh, the creator of Mystery Science Theater, mm-hmm. at the at the thing in Philadelphia, and yeah. I was texting with Matt and Jen because I love Mystery Science Theater sure. three thousand. We all do, and it was like. The most I could muster was like, hi, Joel. I really love your work. Yeah. Like, but I think that's good. You know. And then he gave me the pat on the shoulder and was like, oh, thanks. 
and left, <laughs> which is a Midwest. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a real Midwest. Like, and the South is bless your heart. You know exactly. <laughs> but I, it was super nice, super chill. Let me have a moment, and then yeah. I just let him go. Mark Evan Jackson is very good at that, by the way. Like he's a very friendly guy. Like when he meets people, he's just like you know he's he's fine with taking selfies. I'm like, God, I would that would annoy the shit out of me. I I don't I when I have that problem uh, we'll figure it out. Yeah, then. yeah. I like to <laughs> fantasize about that problem. You know, um, this week I am into and I might have been into it last week, but it is back with a vengeance. Attack on Titan season three. Uh, I still haven't watched two. It's on Hulu. I've never uh, seen it. Attack on Titan is it is, anime? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's so good though. It's fucking bonkers. Um, the director of Death Note is the director. Oh, okay. I've heard, yeah. And I love Death Note, mm-hmm. but this is r- completely different. Did you watch the new Netflix version or no? Horrible. Was it? Okay. I didn't see it. <laughs> they totally dropped the ball. Uh, but yeah, Attack on Titan season three it is three episodes in and okay. they are just unraveling the mystery. I never read the manga, so or yeah, manga. Boom. Yeah. Nailed it. I never know if it's manga or manga. I have said it both ways, and I think it's manga. Okay, it, if it yeah, it's Japanese. Some yeah, um, I forgot another thing that I was into, and that is Castle Rock. That's on Netflix, right? No, it's on oh, Hulu. 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 That is the Stephen King show. Yes. Oh, okay. And, yeah, I heard about this. Uh, it has <laughs> it hasn't really gone anywhere yet, but I am giving it like I'm giving all it, the runway. I'm giving it, it three seasons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to get King, good. Sorry. Yeah. Midway through the last season, it gets awesome guys. <laughs> uh, Tony, what do you have to promote and how can people get in contact with you? Well, uh, it, I'm glad you asked, uh, Matt Noss. I'm, uh, making my directorial debut in, uh, totally recall the best of remixes and deep cuts from the planet and student sketch program. So the show opens, uh, the weekend after labor day, September uh, 7th and 8th. Then it also runs two more weekends, the 14th and 15th, the 21st and 22nd at 8 p.m. It's part of a double feature. So there's like a regular student show going on that will open for us at 8 p.m. And then our show will come on right after. And it's like sold as a double feature for like 20 bucks, which is radical pricing. You know what I mean? For the improv uh, community, usually it's like five, ten bucks. But they're like, ten bucks, you get a double feature. There'll be a short break in between and a lot of good entertainment. Uh, There's also a matinee performance on August 16th as a Sunday at 6 p.m. Tickets are available at planetand.com. Uh, you can contact me at, I mean, Nora, I'm just, I do a lot of social media for work, so I get sick of doing it in my real life, you know? Like, right. I, I've evolved to a place of, I, I don't want likes anymore. I don't want you, I don't want you to like me. I just, but yet I want you to follow me. Uh, <laughs> you can, yeah, I mean, Tony August at Tony Augusti on Twitter, but I never do anything with it. Uh, so, yeah, maybe, you know, guys, email the show. And if you're really interested and ask Matt now, it's like, hey, what's Tony up to? You know, and he'll give you updates. He's cool about that. <laughs> That's matterspod at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on, man. This is oh, like, you're uh, welcome. I, re- I had a good time. You guys are good, uh, as I said before, you're good hosts, like watching two best friends in actions. And I wish you all the best. And like I said, I really admire your work ethic and your marketing ability. Like, I feel like, you know, every time I talk to you, I like learn something, you know, at length. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, I want to make sure I finish the thought on um, After Improv. I only mention it because I miss it. Oh, okay. Um, And I thought that you guys were really on a good bell with the show. But And at the same time, if Matt was like, no, I'm done, Matters is done. And that was the same thing. It's like I could have forced, you know, eked out some more episodes. But it's like if people aren't into it, you know. 
we're not I'm not making any money off this, you know, why mm-hmm. why do it? And it was nice not to have to edit seven hours, you know, getting seven <laughs> hours of my week back. Right. But like I said, I'll probably be doing something with the Planet Ant Podcast Network, so look for that. So yeah. planetant.com. And if that is uh, when that happens, when that happens, uh, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, and I'd love to have you on. That would be amazing. I'm pre-booking for a show, that a podcast that doesn't exist. Perfect. So. <laughs> yeah, guys, guys, this is Hollywood and its finest. This is the entertainment business. Would be. Just <laughs> Google my Zoom box. Yep. <laughs> that old saint. Yep. Maddie, how can people get in contact with you? I am at Karate Dracula on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. Uh, I am at Matt Noss on Twitter. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram. I'm doing Instagram a lot more lately at MattNoss77 on Instagram. We are at MattersPod on Twitter and Facebook. MattersPod at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, We would love to hear from you. Um, If you want to tell us what matters to you, we would love to hear it. And maybe we can find a guest who loves the same thing. And maybe that guest will be you. Who knows? Tony, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. We appreciate it. And we will see everyone on the next episode of Matters. The The Strain. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. (laughs) It was a good try. It was a a solid try. try.